Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Welcome back to the All Things Catholic podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and today we continue our second part of this two-part series in a conversation with Father Mark Mary Ames. In this special edition, we're going to take a look at his book that he wrote called Habits for Holiness, Small Steps for Making Big Spiritual Progress. You may know Father Mark Mary as the host of the Ascension Presents video series, The CFRs. He's also the Director of Communication for the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. This conversation was recorded at the Focus Seek 23 conference in St. Louis this past January. Let's continue listening in the second part of our two-part series with Father Mark Mary. All right, so we talked about prayer. We talked about the importance of having good friends, family, relationships. But uh, the third point you mentioned is Catholic culture and liturgical living more than patches. What did you mean by that? <laughs> you know, I think, um, wait, so it's a, it's a reference to a Frank Sheed quote, who's one of the kind of the great, if you will, spiritual writers of the last century. And he talks about, his quote is, it's not so much that we have, like Christians have, what is it, uh, Christian minds with spiritual, with like worldly patches, but worldly minds with Christian patches. Something along those lines, I, I believe you know the quote. But the idea is that so often we're kind of like everybody else with a few little things that are like Catholic, but really for the most part, we're, we're, we're living lives like everyone else. And, and the, the, the thought is actually like, particularly on the level of culture, on the things we do, the things we celebrate, we want them to be like thoroughly Catholic and almost have this like Catholic marinade where the Catholic values and the Catholic worldview and the Catholic things are what we're kind of steeped in because ultimately these are the things that are going to, to form us. And I think a really good tangible example is if you ask anybody or you look back in your life, your memories of Halloween versus All Saints Day, right? Because they're right next to each other. And, and in some ways, if you will, for the liturgical calendar and like the worldly calendar, they're kind of on equivalent levels of festivity, is almost none of us have any memories of All Saints Day. And all of us have a lot of memories of, of Halloween. And it's like, okay, why is that? Because for Halloween, we did something. We got dressed up. We, we had special food. We had a little special kind of custom with our family. Uh, we had culture for it. And for All Saints Day, we had nothing, right? And so the impact of that is that Halloween's going to leave a deep impact on us or an impact on us, and All Saints Day isn't. And so this is just kind of the things. Uh, we, we have to celebrate the things of the church, have this sort of culture, because uh, we're going to celebrate something. And so whether or not what impacts us, right, is, is Halloween or football or whatever, this or that, or the stuff of the faith, uh, it's going to be kind of where we, what we celebrate. In the book, you mentioned different times in your life, whether it's having a weekly thing, something once a month, yeah. uh, living the liturgical seasons. What would be some practical things, again, you would give to people to say, okay, I want to live more as a Catholic, truly as a Catholic in this yeah. world. What are some things that I could do? Like All Saints Day is one example. What would be something else? Yeah, super easy, right? And, and we don't have to make this up. Uh, Sunday is, is the day of the Lord. And to celebrate Sunday and to rest on Sunday and to feast on Sunday and to like have some ice cream on Sunday. Like all of this sort of stuff uh, is like, that's like the starting point is like Sunday is a special day. And the more we celebrate the resurrection with our time, our energy, uh, all of that sort of stuff, uh, the more that that reality is going to uh, kind of anchor and navigate our life. And the second is Fridays. Like the church gives us Fridays as a penitential day, a special day to remember the Lord's sacrifice. And to sort of have some little prayer or some little sacrifice on a Friday, like these are just very small, concrete things the church has been proposing for centuries. And it's just a matter of, of kind of spending some of the time to, to put them into practice. 
I think something Pope Benedict, as we think about him, this is the week that he, we were remembering his life and uh, as they were preparing for his funeral here coming on Thursday. But he wrote a lot about the importance of Sunday. And he said, many Christians, unfortunately, in the Western world don't live Sunday. They live the weekend. Yeah. Uh, they don't really mark the day of Sunday. Now, we as Catholics know, well, we should go to Mass on Sunday, surely. Isn't that enough? Uh, but I, I think about how many families, I think about when I was a graduate student, uh, we, we would actually just take Sunday off. Like the, we studied in the evening, but really use the day to have a big feast. We'd make a big brunch and go for a walk, take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, but it was just times to like live leisure and fellowship together. And I, the way I, I think Pope Benedict didn't quite say it like this, but uh, the point he was making is if someone looked at your life on Sunday, could they tell you were a Christian? When, when I leave pilgrimages to the Holy Land and you, you go there and you're, it's the Sabbath day for the Jews on a, sun, on a Saturday, you, you, you can tell it's Saturday. Things are closed. People are, are strolling. You see families just relaxing. And, and I just wonder if we as Catholics are as good of a witness to our own faith on Sunday or do we live more the weekend? What would be some other things you'd recommend people to do? Simple, that they could do just on a Sunday to really mark the day. Yeah, so, you know, for, for college students, I do think... Um, like 100%, like the, 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 if you will, the given is, is Sunday Mass. So certainly so Mass and prioritizing Mass. And then number two is I do think that um, I'm not a brunch guy, but I do think brunch is like kind of like a very Catholic thing and a great way to have like a long brunch with your friends, with your family. You spend a little extra time cooking, whatever it is. I really do think that like celebrating in that way it, with family again is really a kind of an ideal and just sort of like kind of like very concrete and easy starting place. That's great. One thing our family does, I know a lot of families in Focus do this as well, is to have a Lord's Day dinner on, a, on Saturday night. We like to, you know, mark the beginning of the Sabbath. And, you know, so we have like just a simple set of prayers, just that's based on some of the biblical prayers of welcoming in the day of the Lord to set it apart. I think that's a great thing to do. But really living Sundays in a great way to begin kind of taking in that Catholic culture more. But let's move on. Uh, we talked about prayer, the importance of relationships, the importance of Catholic culture. A fourth point is simplicity. The Christian call to contentment. Yeah. All right, tell us about that habit there. Yeah, I think the heart of it is this. As human beings, we have limited resources, including our time, our energy, our mental focus, things like that. And so the more things that we have, right, necessarily we're gonna have time and energy acquiring th those things, taking care of those things, using those things, etc. And so if we are kind of spending too much of our time there, just because of uh, sort of the limitedness of our humanity, right? We're gonna have less time for relationship. We're gonna have less time for family. We're gonna have less time for the Lord. We're gonna have less time to do sort of very like kind of more healthy things for ourselves. And so that is like kind of a starting point of, of just kind of like looking at your time, your energy, your resources, and how is it that you want to really spend those? You know, and are you prioritizing actually the most important things, the things that are really going to satisfy and fill you? And that that is kind of like the starting place. And then from there, we start to look at concretely sort of like our spending habits, our, our acquisition habits, why we're trying to do X, Y or Z. But in the modern world, Father, you know, we've got these amazing devices called smartphones now. Doesn't that make our lives just so much simpler and easier? I don't think anybody thinks that, you know, and that's part of the mystery of humanity, right? Is it's like. I know, I know it makes five things easier, but it also stresses me out all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, I just think that is the human, the human experience. And I love that you said that because I think that is one area of, if you will, like contentment or simplicity, which we can overlook because immediately we can think about like, 
where am I buying my clothes or this or that? And actually a, a contentment and a, sort of a moderation in, in temperance and entertainment is probably actually the most important place and the starting place, but also the hardest place for most people, especially young people these days. Yeah, certainly the amount of time we spend scrolling or just watching videos on YouTube and watching our shows on Netflix and binge watching, I, it, it doesn't leave us happier. Right. You know, I, I hear I hear young people tell me this all the time that I no, I actually don't feel better, yeah. after, but I keep doing it. What what advice would you have to a young person to bring greater simplicity, moderation into their their uh, use of their devices? It's a great question, and I don't only hesitate because I. I understand how actually difficult this area is for folks because it is something we, we like and we're so kind of wrapped up in. And so I do think some degree of actually like reflection and honesty and a little bit of an examination of like what, how does this make me feel is, is, is like, it's probably the most important starting point. And then number two, I do think I've kind of, I've done a, if, if people are interested in, I have done an Ascension video on this, but like what's kind of trendy now is doing some of these like elimination diets where you like, I'm gonna cut out gluten, I'm gonna cut out dairy, I'm gonna cut out sugar for, for like whatever it is, a few months, and slowly introduce them to see how they affect affect my body or whatever, is to do that actually with social media. So okay, I'm gonna cut out Facebook, I'm gonna cut out TikTok, I'm gonna cut out Instagram, I'm gonna cut out this for a certain amount of time. And I'm gonna take a reflection now, how do I feel, how's life? And then slowly, if you want to, okay, now I'm gonna put back this thing. And to pay attention to like, what is that doing to my interior? And if it's causing me anxiety and it's causing me all this sort of stuff, like to actually look at it and to be honest and steer with it and then cut it out. Because again, people are doing that all the time with their physical bodies. But I do think it's worth looking into for kind of like particularly our media use. Have you heard of this book by Cal Newport that just came out this last year? Cal Newport wrote a book called Digital Minimalism. I have that is it, you should you should read it. Just even the opening chapter, it's just exactly what you're talking yeah. about, of like pulling back for a short period of time, yeah. and then intentionally bringing things back in, you know, and and putting limits around that, you know, because you, when you're too immersed, it's hard to even be able to evaluate well. Right. But I can tell you, I know a lot of focus missionaries. We've uh, a lot of the more senior ones that are like team directors and up. They've committed to do a fast from social media, not getting rid of it, but just do a little bit of fasting. Because yeah. when we fast from wine or a good drink, you know, or a good you know, favorite dessert, we're not saying that those things are bad. We're just trying, I don't want it to have control over me. And so they'll fast like from in the evening hours, because that's when we tend to waste the most time in this space. Yeah. And so that, that'd be one way that we can try to have build more simplicity in a very complex digital world we're in. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All right. Well. I, I just want to go through quickly a few more of the points here, you know, I, I, but this one I don't want to skip over because it's so important. It's not talked about enough is love for the poor. Christ knocks at your door. So if, Father Mark, you, you have nine points here to talk about the habits that you want to instill to grow in holiness. But number five, love for the poor. Why is that so important, so essential for being a Christian? Yeah, it's essential and important because it's, it's right and just by natural law and because Jesus said so. You know, everything, everything says it. And, uh, you know, Matthew 25, like, he's, he's very clear about the way in which our relationship with the poor is going to be factored in uh, to judgment. And, um, you know, so, so it is. And if you look at the, the way the, our Lord lived, which is the model of our life, right? Like, he had a particular heart for the disenfranchised and those on the fringe and those who are sick and suffering and the poor. And it's an essential component of our faith. 
I think it's one that could be overlooked. Hey, I do a holy hour. I pray the rosary. I'm in a Bible study group. Uh, and I come to conferences and I listen to Catholic podcasts, yeah, yeah. but care for the poor. Like how, yeah. what, what are some, some practical things you would encourage a young person to, yeah. to incorporate in their life with this? Yeah, I think, I think there's, there's a lot of ways to look at it. Step one, for a lot of students here, honestly, like a very, very easy step because of the resources available to you are doing like a focused mission trip. I think that's like, an, like a really, really great way to do it. Um, but probably for a lot of people, like, because what we want to do is this. We, if you have a movement, we want to work with the poor. We want to get you to be able to actually put that into practice as soon as possible. And often, like, volunteering with a homeless shelter or a soup kitchen, youth center, uh, there's, like, some red tape and there's, like, a process. And so sometimes, like, we can try, run into a few obstacles, and then we kind of give up. And so I really think is you just get out your phone, look at your phone. Who's, like, one person who could really use a phone call? And if I called them, it, like, really mean a lot to them and just give them a call and check in. And so that could be grandma or that can be your mom or dad or that can be an uncle or aunt or that could just be a friend at school who you know is struggling. It's just like, it, there's no other cost, there's no other whatever needed. Just pick up your phone, give somebody a call. I think that's a great way to begin. All right, now the next three points, let's do this one all kind of sure. succinctly yeah, yeah. together. But by virtue of our baptism, we are incorporated into Christ's three main offices of priest, prophet and king. And you, you lay this out of, well, what does that mean practically for me as just an ordinary layman? How do I live out that calling and share in Christ's role as priest, prophet, and king? So what would you say about that? Great. And as you said, yeah, by baptism, we share in Christ's role as priest, prophet, and king. And, and the way I, I kind of use these ones, um, so, so the priestly nature is there is, this would be like kind of using like our life of penance and for the laity. And so certainly to, to live a life of sacrifice, uh, particularly that's just that is part of the Christian life to offer sacrifice to do little fastings little penances um, for ourselves for the needs of the world for those around us so certainly kind of like just kind of a a, a reflection on that and its place in the spiritual life the, the prophetic nature here I, I kind of spoke about just giving witness to the Lord you know the Lord's moved in our lives and just kind of like the call to evangelize to share what we've received and the kingly nature is, is both in ourselves and in the world right to bring order essentially all right, we're here with Father Mark Mary Ames, who is the author of this book, Habits for Holiness, Small Steps for Making Big Spiritual Progress. And uh, what we want to do here at this point is we're going to have the chance, if you want to ask a question, uh, they have a microphone right up here, and I don't know if Alejandro's going to work on that. You can ask a question here, and I'll uh, let Father Mark be able to answer that for us. If you want to come right up, this is your moment. All right, here we go. All right, tell us your name and where you're from, and then... All right. Um, hi, I'm Sarah Getman. I'm from a little town called Mitchell, Indiana, in southern Indiana. Um, and my question for Father Mark Mary is, how does being a Franciscan inform your habits of holiness? Great question. Thank you. Uh, to be honest, it is like it informs all of it, which is the, the great, the great kind of hopefully reality of the of the book and kind of what I've shared is it's not something that I've made up or figured out, but that. Franciscans in particular have been doing to follow the Lord in the midst of the world for 800 years. And so it is just a proven way uh, to follow the Lord. So that's, that's where it comes from. Thank you. Great question. Excellent. We'll do one more question. If anyone has a question for Father Mark Mary, one more here before we close. Hi, my name is Rachel Eichenberger. I'm from a small town called Lake Stevens in Washington State. My question is, I know I personally have struggles with like discipline and like being consistent, how would you increase your discipline so that you can develop these habits? 
Great. Yeah, great question, Rachel. And, and I think that is, my experience is this, is if I am trying to do something on my own, like I'm, I'm not like super disciplined man, you know? And so, and I'm not a morning person, right? So for 13 years, every morning at 6 a.m., I've been in the chapel praying. And why I'm doing that is because my brothers are doing that too. And so that's part of the nature of like, it's a team sport is I do think that with a lot of things in life, the answer, the answer to the strength I need or the discipline I need isn't just to be better or to be stronger, but actually by bringing somebody else into the situation and allowing their presence and their sort of discipline and their care to actually strengthen my own, my own sort of, if you will, like capacities and strengths. So, so generally speaking for a lot of us, it's just sharing whatever's going on with somebody else and asking them to walk with us in whatever way is appropriate for the situation. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, everyone here. So again, this is a special edition of All Things Catholic. We're here at the Seek 23 conference. If you would like to learn more about this podcast, you can text All Things Catholic to 33777. You just pull out your phone and you just put all one word, All Things Catholic to 33777, and you can get the show notes, you'll get the episodes. Podcast comes out every Tuesday, and it's just what I what the name is, All Things Catholic. We cover everything from the spiritual life to marriage, to dating, to the virtues, to the saints, to scripture, apologetics. It's All Things Catholic. You just type that in to 33777 to get the, to get the show there. And if you want to learn more about Father Mark Mary, where did they find you? Uh, I guess you can go to Ascension Press for the books, Ascension Press, Ascension Presents, Spoko Book Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. I run our Instagram too, CFR underscore Franciscans. But not if you're struggling with social media. <laughs> no, but that's, yeah, anything where Franciscans are, I'm there, yeah. Excellent. We'll put that in the show notes as well. So thanks so much for being with us, Father Mark. Great to have you. And great to be with all of the people here at the Seek 23 conference. Blessings upon the rest of your week. May you encounter the Lord more profoundly with your, your time at the Seek conference here. Thanks for listening to this special edition of All Things Catholic. It has been so good having Father Mark Mary Ames with us to share with us about the Habits for Holiness. If you want to check out his book by that same title, Habits for Holiness, Small Steps for Making Big Spiritual Progress, go to ascensionpress.com. You can learn more about his book there. You can also learn more about the work of Father Mark Mary by following him on his Ascension Presents video series, The CFRs. So thanks so much for listening. And as always, you can always reach out to me at Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on my website, edwardsree.com. That's edwardsri.com. <laughs>